1: Welcome into A to Z Sports powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. We are Nashville's on-demand sports.net. going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the shows on our Twitter X timeline. That is at A to Z Sports. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and threads for more great Titans content. Uh, We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or at Wilson The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, but a coverage rates and service at FBHP.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app, keeping you safe online and get a two week free trial with our link, aura.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in Murfreesboro, Columbia, and in Franklin online, Krebskibota.com. So the Titans lose 24-16 the final score, 24-13. They add a late field goal as Malik Willis unable to get the ball in the end zone. Malik was in for the injured Ryan Tannehill. The right ankle got rolled up on, again, the same ankle that he injured in week seven of last year. So almost, almost one year away from when Ryan Tannehill initially injured that ankle. He goes out, throws a pick. That's kind of the story of the game. And the Titans lose for a bunch of different reasons, uh, for sure. So, Zach, do you have anything to add? Yeah, yeah, I
0: want to comment on that because it was surgically repaired right ankle. And I think that is also important from last year. He opted to get the surgery. We know how the season ended. We saw a lot of Malik Willis, a little Josh Dobbs, a lot of losses, right? Yes. And so, when that happened, we'll talk about the injury and really – It's more about what's going to happen on the other side of that tomorrow. That will be our quarterback show, so stay tuned and uh, put that in your schedule for Tuesday. But when it happened, I definitely was a, oh, no, that's the same ankle. That was just surgically repaired because it's physical, but, Austin, it's also mental because as a quarterback, when any time you re-injure something that you've already worked your ass off to Mm -hmm. rehab back, and everybody who's ever torn an ACL or gotten injured and then gone back and played or done some physical activity, it's always in the back of your mind. And uh, a lot of thoughts on the sidelines when he was waiting for that cart on the other yeah. side of the stadium was going through number 17's mind on that ankle.
1: Yeah, that sucked. And so, yeah, like like Zach said, we'll talk about that. But the Titans lose valiant effort in the third quarter uh, to get 10 points in that third quarter to make it a game. Uh, but then that's when it all went downhill for the Titans again, so let's hear from a very, very frustrated head coach, Mike Graves. Frustrated with the repetition?
2: Uh, frustrated with losing. Something's... Frustrated with losing.
1: Something's um, unable to be corrected. Give probably. What you have. Maybe.
2: I mean, we'll see. But I'm not going to stop trying. I'm not going to stop um, trying to prepare them and, and teach them and fundamentals and execution. Uh, there'll, there'll be some good plays in there, and. You know, he's certainly the ones in there that we have to eliminate, uh, that, that that are getting us beat. What do you say,
0: sevens After the, I guess questionable whether that's going to flag or not, but he gets
2: flagged. Second guy in. in. You know. Second guy in. I mean, we can. We all saw the replay. I mean, he needs him, but they, they're going to get the second guy. So that's what that's what I've told him for five and a half years now. That what, they, that they're going to catch the second guy, Jimmy. That hasn't changed. What's
1: your identity now?
2: This um, well, I mean, I think we're gonna always hang our head on effort, finish. You know, we, we're gonna continue to to play physical. Um, but but you gotta win. You know, I mean these things have to you have to have to win, and you guys know that
1: that was not Mike Vrabel's coach better play better. Those were some pretty honest answers there. Maybe not everything's fixable uh or or correctable as uh, Kaharski asked and Vrabel admitting the frustrating with losing, talking about Big Jeff's penalty. I told Jeffrey Simmons for five and a half years they're going to get the retaliator, not the initiator. And Odell Beckham Jr. was the initiator, and Big Jeff got flagged, and that led to the only Ravens touchdown of the entire game. So let's hear from Jeffrey Simmons now on uh, what he thought after that game.
3: We need to figure something out. We need to figure out the guys who. You know, going to fight when you figure out the guys who want to be out there. Um, not the guys that don't want to be out there. That's what, to, that's what it needs to be. We need to reevaluate our team and, you know, figure it out. That's the message. Let's figure it out. Who want to play football for the team? you think you got a team to turn it around? Um, I would hope so. I mean, we got a long season ahead. It's just, just the NFL. I mean, you, no one is going to feel sorry for us. Um, that's what it's going to be. Like I said, we got a bye week. Hopefully, guys get healthy and um, kind of hit that reset button and come back after the bye week ready to roll. So, so how do you kind of figure that out, I guess, when you're getting ready to take that time away as a team? Um, I mean, we, we got a couple of days here next week. Uh, I know, Coach, that we'll be, I guess we're going to watch the film together Tuesday morning when we get in. So, um, I, I'm sure some of the captains or whoever the leaders, whoever may be, um, you know, I think should stand up and, you know, tell, tell the team how they feel. I mean, everyone should be able to speak up, and um, I guess I mean, we just got to be grown men about it because, like I said, no one going to feel sorry for us. No one going to feel sorry for the team, and like I said, we just need to figure it out.
1: There's Jeffrey Simmons, one of the highest-paid players on the team, doing dumb stuff to hurt the team yesterday, but uh, good comments there. I have to reevaluate the roster. Nobody's going to feel bad for you. So, Zach, I said this in the halftime and the post-game show. I don't care what Odell Beckham Jr. did or said to Jeffrey Simmons, and I agree with Jordan. Odell Beckham Jr. can be a punk at times, right? But it doesn't matter. The Jeffrey Simmons knows that you cannot do that, and he hurt his football team. Uh, there's a lot to react to from those two videos, Zach, but uh, I'll kind of toss it over to you.
0: Yeah, well, I think to, to start with Vrabel, when uh, when you're clicking your pin that many times, that means uh, you're not having a good time. And no. Mike Vrabel's not having a good time. And at the end of the day, and at the end of what we heard, I thought, as you you put it, you was very honest and open with us. It's you have to win. Nobody cares. I say that a lot about everything, whether it's whether it's comments, business, life. Nobody cares. You have to win the football game. And then it's funny because I, I had some thoughts after the Vrabel clip. And I was thinking of my one word and I have my one word. And then the funny thing is, is that Jeffrey Simmons said my one word in the second clip on Vrabel real quick. Here's here's the problem. And it well, it all, all ties in. So my one word is what what Jeffrey Simmons said is reset. They have two weeks to reset and they have to figure it out or this is going to crumble. Because it, it is going to fall apart. And they don't have the players. Like, they had the core and the new offensive scheme. And But Traylon Burks has been missing. And I think that has hurt the offensive firepower. Mistakes have happened. The changeup of Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears, which has been a good and a bad thing, right? I think we can all agree with that. We've, there's been some positive and negative. But this is a reset that they have two weeks to figure a lot of things out early on to the season, or they're going to be in a worse spot. And here goes to my first point with Mike Vrabel. You have to win. Austin, the worst thing that could have happened to the Titans last year is they lost seven games in a row. Now, you're two for 11, right? You're two for 11 in your last 13 games. That clock started last year. So when you continue to lose, we're always going to go back to that spot Mm -hmm. because you lost seven games in a row to end the season and lost a must-win game to get into the playoffs to a rival in the Jacksonville Jaguars in a must-win game, and you carried your season over and you continued to lose. So, and unfortunately in the NFL, it's not for long. That's how fans are going to remember of that point of where everything went awry. It's not going to be about the playoff wins. It's not going to be about the playoff losses. It's not going to be about the number one overall seed in the AFC. It's not going to be the AFC championship run to lose to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City way back when. It is going to be that initial game. And and furthermore, when they lost to Cincinnati at home and how disastrous, that's a key word on today's show, that they've been since. And Mike Vrabel knows it. Everything has an expiration date.
1: I texted that to somebody, a Titans fan who is emotionally, uh, reasonably emotional yesterday. Everything has an expiration date. And that's the widest, you know, net you can cast on that. All right. So a lot of things to talk about what here. What was your we,
0: one word real quick?
1: My one word was destructive. Destructive.
0: There was, I, uh, I think there's value because it, it I it's was going to go
1: that. with in the on the post game show I was going to go with imploding uh but somebody in the comments took it and I was like ooh that's a good word like I like imploding cuz it, it 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 it's from the inside <laughs> and so I went with destructive See I uh, and,
0: and you went that way you went extreme let's say negative in that sense
1: i directly after the game you you've had 15 hours plus, I had a, almost, I had a night's almost, rest Yeah yeah and plus that game kicked off 24 hours ago
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, so, you know, you look at that, and do I think they can reset in two weeks? Uh, no, I don't. But Jeffrey hey. Simmons, as a leader of the football team, should have that mindset. And Titans fans should at least appreciate what Jeffrey Simmons said there, because he, he unpacked a lot of luggage.
1: Sure. Uh, now, they have a better chance to reset in two weeks uh, rather than one week. Uh, so they do have the bye week. I think that's the benefit there. But Zach, let's go ahead and ask the question. I see some super chats have come in here. I've already uh, starred, favorited a couple comments too to get to, but want to get your uh, reactions and opinions in here from Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. What's the biggest reason why the Titans lost to the Ravens? We're going to go broad here because we want you guys to air your grievances. Uh, What is the biggest reason why the Titans lost to the Ravens in London on Sunday morning? But first, So everybody about our friends at Krebs Kubota, Krebs Kubota needs to be your equipment provider because whatever uh, uh, projects you have around your home or your property, Krebs has what you need. Uh, They've got the Kubota line. They're an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best equipment in the industry, but also they have the best warranties for set equipment. And you never know what project you've got going on or what project you're going to have. The holidays are coming up. People like gifts, and you can gift some big, shiny, orange Kubota equipment with a nice red bow uh, coming up for the holiday season to that person you love that has that project. Maybe wink, wink, hint, hint. You need to get this new trimmer, this new mower for the yard for the spring. It's a perfect time to start that with Krebs Kubota. Three amazing locations, Columbia, Franklin, and in – Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro. Krebs Kubota is the website. Uh, again, the best warranties and the best equipment in the industry and the best customer service with the, with the Krebs family name. Over 18 years in Middle Tennessee. Franklin, Columbia, Murfreesboro. Their website, KrebsKubota.com.
0: A lot of comments rolling in. We'll get to those shortly. But first, we are powered by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ATOZSports for new users. They are the king of sportsbooks. We love BetMGM no matter if you have a, a good weekend or a bad weekend like I just had. I've had both of them. That's the ups and downs of gambling. Gamble responsible, but gamble with BetMGM right here in the state of Tennessee.
1: All right, so what is uh, the biggest reason why the Titans lost to the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday in London? Zach, I'll go ahead and send you to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, What are the answers that you're seeing there?
0: Yeah, let me scroll back up. Um, Let's see here. Culture, starting with uh, Darren right there. Culture is a unique part because that falls on the head coach uh, Christopher saying Malik thinks he's playing flag football. We'll talk about him probably uh, a little bit today, but moving forward, that discussion as the quarterback po- co- position comes into play. Uh, we'll talk more tomorrow. We'll hear what Vrabel has to say at his press conference today, uh, coaching time to replace Vrabel and start over from Paul. Wow. These got out of hand real quick. Uh, Rambo <laughs> says Tana, uh, Tannehill. Tana Hill, Uh, Ravens arrival, talking about maybe arrival time. The Ravens uh, uh, arrived in in London a lot, many days prior to the Titans. They took a different approach. On the broadcast, they mentioned that the Bills took the similar approach. Uh, The previous week, they lost to the Jags. Yeah. It was a short time.
1: Well, the Jags were there for two weeks in a row, right? That's different. That's a massive difference. What do you think about that? I mean, did the Titans come out sleepy, in your opinion? I mean, I yeah. know the first half was bad, but like, what is that? Because so, they so did- if the first
0: half was bad, yeah, they, they no, did. but
1: like, I, I get that. And I said this last week: like, I said, if the Titans struggle in the game, it's not because they travel late, it's because the Titans struggle everywhere. The Titans struggle everywhere but Nissan Stadium this year. And that's the reason why. Well, I that was necessarily... one of those
0: that you couldn't afford to struggle. Yeah,
1: but I, I I get it. I joked on X. I was like, oh, maybe they should have flown Wednesday instead of Thursday because the first half sucked, but the third quarter was pretty good. But, like, I don't necessarily put a lot of weight into that. I just think the Titans are a bad football team, and bad football teams don't play well uh, at a, a lot of the time.
0: But to that point, fact, little factors like travel and routine – they hurt bad football teams a lot more. I think that's the point. Is yeah, it the, the end-all be-all yeah. of when they got there? No. But I do think that that needs to be recognized is it impacts bad football teams when you don't make those crucial decisions maybe before. And right, wrong, and different, we have no idea. But bad football teams, that hurts it even more. So let's get back to sure. the comments. Rooney says offensive line. Offense from Eric, coaching from Jesse, offense was inconsistent just because the Titans are not a good team from James. Uh, do you think Vrabel has lost the locker room? I, my opinion is no right there from Justin. Well, we,
1: we, this is when you find out, right? It's when you are two and four on the heels of a seven game losing streak. Like the next month is when you find out the answer to that question.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see here. Levis, uh, pick, uh, I don't know where that comes in. Johnny Vrabel, uh, Paul says Vrabel play calling from Mikey. Dre says not running Henry, no red zone scoring, which has been a problem all season long from DeMarco poor coaching decisions from Robbie, uh, special teams play from pistol Ramsey. And we'll talk about that pistol a little bit later on in the show talent on every level coaching everything from Nathaniel, uh, Moral morale coming from major keys. Uh, Can't score touchdowns, which is a fact. Lack of talent. Uh, They're a bad team, period. Can't score touchdowns because of the quarterback. Coaching, no doubt. So a lot of different comments coming in, which are, are valuable in this conversation within the chat. Austin, what was the biggest reason why the Titans were beat by the Ravens yesterday?
1: There's two ways I can say this answer. One of them is self-inflicted wounds, which is what my destructive or implosion word was, right? The other way I can say that answer is by saying coaching. Because I feel like, and I said this in the halftime show, I said this on the post-game show, Zach, I want to say it to you. I'm really strongly questioning Mike Vrabel and his staff's ability to coach this roster. Like, what there is something is not clicking it is guys up and down the roster Jeffrey Simmons all the way down to you know Kyle Phillips and NPF and you know Jack Gibbons are making mistakes and they're making avoidable mistakes like think about the three biggest gaffes I think the three biggest gaffes of that game for the Titans Jeffrey Simmons 15-yard penalty NPF lining up illegally and Kyle Phillips muff punt all three of those things are 100% avoidable. And all three of those things should be directed at coaching. And so it could be self-inflicted wounds, but I think it's the coaching staff not having their players ready for moments and situations, which is what Mike Vrabel has preached since he's taken the head coaching job at the Titans. Now in his sixth season, he's five and a half uh, years into this thing, they have been so adamant about situational football. Every training camp, they practice every type of situation you can possibly think of, even when they have an open practice with the public in Nissan Stadium and they work on bad snap punts, kick it out of the back of the end zone. They work on Hail Marys. They work on all types of ridiculous situations that bored the crowd to death but they worked on situations. This team is not very good at situational football. The players are making mistakes and there's only one place to point the finger at and it's the coaching staff for not having them ready for those situations. So that is my answer. I think coaching led to self-inflicted wounds that sunk the Titans in London.
0: I am a broken record on this because I say the same damn thing every loss. And I, I wonder if everybody knows what I'm gonna say. I you, actually they, don't right now. You, you to say be oh, well, you need to listen to me every Monday because you're you're here and so is I the chat. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm gonna I'm ask serious. you a
0: question that I ask you after every loss. Okay, do you know how many third downs oh, well. that the Titans executed to get first downs? Do Uno. you know? Don't know. Do you know? Uno. Yeah, Uno A Nueve.
1: How One, many did they? Four,
0: one for well, nine they're one for nine Austin chat look at the stat I look at it every Monday morning and I knew I knew what it was yesterday because now I look at it on Sunday but the reason why they lost is because they were one for F and nine on third downs they weren't two for 12 this time that they had been twice before this season they were one for nine and one for nine on third down. Usually means a punt or a field goal. And that's what the Titans are known for. They are known for being a 17 to 20 team, and they're usually 17. How many points did they score yesterday? 15.
3: 16.
0: They were one off of their average, and their average actually decreased. It was 16 or 17.6, and now it's 17.3 because they only scored 16 points yesterday. But the biggest reason why the Titans lost is the reason why the Titans lose every time that they do lose, and that's because they're ass on third down. And I hate to say that because it's kind of off-putting, but it's just stone-cold facts, homies. One for nine. You're never going to win if you're one for nine or two for 12 on third downs. You want to know what
1: the Titans are on third down in all four of their losses so far this season? Um I just did it. I just did the math because it's easy, right? It's easy. You, you could. You probably don't know the Colts. Well, I know three downer. of
0: three of the four. I know because they're two for twelve, two for twelve, one for nine. So there's yeah. math
1: against the Colts. They're a little bit better. They were five for twelve. <laughs> a little bit better. Uh, five for twelve on third down. So that makes them ten out of forty-five on third down, which is a rock solid twenty-two percent. Uh, which is ironic because Derrick Henry should be playing more on third downs, in my opinion. Uh, and that twenty-two percent on third down in their four losses.
0: But guys, you know, I I am the broken record thing. Like, I've watched enough football in my life. We do this for a living, right? Covered the Titans for a long, long time. I watch, I am a junkie. Like, I watch all of the games. Third down percentage. I'm going to give you an example because probably a lot of you didn't watch the throwback Buccaneers game, which looked really good, but it looked better for the Lions in person because the Lions are super efficient on third down. And Jared Goff on numerous occasions, whether it was third and 12, third and eight, third and two, third and one, he converted first downs and prevented the Bucks from coming back in that game. That happens time and time again with the Titans. And they don't have the offensive output or firepower to score points, right? So when I say they're one for nine or two for twelve, I'm gonna reiterate that means they're punting or kicking field goals. And you can't win in this league if you're punting or kicking field goals because it's a scoring man's league.
1: Sure. And Zach, uh, X-Golf is one of our great partners for our game day show. So in the pregame show, we do our X-Golf Nashville X-Factor. And my X-Factor of the game yesterday, the pregame was first down efficiency. Because when the Titans are efficient on first down, a lot of times they avoid third down altogether and they don't have to get in that situation where they're, not in good spots. What yesterday, I did not think the Titans were very efficient in first down consistently. Part of that is because if you remove Derrick Henry's 63-yard run out of the Wildcat, the Tennessee Titans were – or Derrick Henry was just averaging three yards a carry, 11 carries for 34 yards outside of that one big one. They got him close to 100, 97 yards for Derrick Henry on the day. So he did have a couple – you know, quick shuffle passes that they called receptions from Tannehill that gained good yardage on some first downs. But if you go back and, like, let's think, first half of that Colts game when the Titans are moving the ball, first and 10 was a play-action throw-it-down. Early in that game, play-action first and 10, the Titans were throwing and they were moving the football. Here's another great stat for you, Zach. How many first downs the Titans have against the Baltimore Ravens? 17 they had eight of those 17 first downs were by Ravens penalties. So only nine of almost just over half of their first downs, they converted themselves by making a play. And some of those penalties were not like the Titans forcing the Ravens into mistakes. It was Kyle Hamilton knocking Chris Moore out of this world uh, illegally. And Kyle Hamilton rightfully ejected. But that was, was something that saved the Titans, and so I, I think when you look at this team, they're so limited, and they have to be good on first down to allow them to avoid third down or to convert third downs. And when they're not good on first down, it's it just drops off from there.
0: Let's get to some super chats, yeah, because uh, I am curious about some comments. Yeah. Let's go to Kick well- into the King. Oh, go ahead.
1: No, nah, nah, Go ahead. Kick it. We'll we'll flip after the kick it. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. The Kick into the King production says this loss feels like a hand grenade has been set off that typically spirals teams into top five picks. And if that's the case, Vrabel Vrabel and his staff needs to go. This culture is broken. So I wanted to start with that. And yeah. Kick it to the King production comes with good stuff, opinionate, opinionated, and we appreciate the jackpot bucks right there. I want to respond to that, and then we can get to some other uh, comments in, in in the super chat.
1: Yeah, uh, real, real quick, Zach, before we, because uh, I know we're going to expand on that. Let's talk about Farm Bureau health plans, and then we'll expand on Kick It to the king because I, I do think we need some more time to let that kind of breathe.
0: All right, uh, Farm Bureau health plans is where to go to get your new health plan. I've got my new health plan. The Titans' health is. Uh, I mean, it's okay, but they're still losing games. The last two years, it's been it's been bad. They they need to go Farmer Health plan, Plans and get a good health plan, get a it it. good coverage when it comes to your health plan, health, dental, and vision. 200 plus locations across the state of Tennessee. 75 years in business. I've been in business with them the last two, and I'm really glad that I I have whether it's you individually or whether it's you and your family. They've got you covered at fbhp.com/slash a to z.
1: Real quick, BetMGM, use code ATOZ200. All you have to do when you sign up with code ATOZ200, a $10 Moneyline wager on any pro football team to win, and you get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Take advantage of that. We got a lot of new features coming up with BetMGM this week, but visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older Tennessee, only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification, eligible requirements. First online rule, money wager, only rewards. You should know bonus bets, bonus specs, and prior seven days. And for problem and game of sport, call Tennessee Red Light 800 889 9789. So, Zach, let's go back to Kick of the Kings comment here. Uh, the super chat, and we'll get to other super chats. This loss feels like a hand grenade has been set off, and that and it typically spirals teams into a top five pick. And if that's the case, Vrabel and his staff needs to go. This culture is broken. So we needed time. I, to I
0: adamantly that. disagree with this comment. Okay. I don't, Mike Vrabel does not need to be fired. Okay. He was sitting here on October 16th after, and I, I said it early on in the show, they lost seven straight games and they lost four and only won two. That's not a great percentage since that time. And he should be criticized. And Mike Vrabel will take that criticism. The team hasn't been good and individually the offense has not been good. And I will say to kick it to the King productions comment that if or when, I mean, coaches get fired unless you're Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll in that sense, but, or Mike Tomlin, but the Titans have an offensive problem, right? They can't score points. If you can score points It erases a lot of your issues, but the Titans cannot. Mike Vrabel is a culture guy, right? Mike Vrabel time and time again has been dealt bad hands with injuries or roster situations or lack of talent because of his general manager, whatever, right? And he's always made the best out of it. Now, last year, he was unable to as they missed the playoffs in that final game. And this year, he's not off to a good start. But Titans fans, I think it is too early to be calling for Mike Vrabel's job. This man has has done too much for the organization and hasn't lost enough games for that to got get to that point. It doesn't mean that I, I don't think he's immortal or untouchable or unfireable. I don't think anybody is in this league. but Right now, I do think no matter how this season goes and decisions have got to be made and quarterback decisions will have to be made and we'll talk more about that tomorrow, but I just don't think as of now, after six games heading into a bye week, and I know Kick of the King production says, you know, if this team has a top five pick, so there's a lot of ifs and buts down the road. I still am probably not going to be calling for Mike Vrabel's job. So- You know,
1: a lot of the things you said, I mean, I agree with, but I think you could have said a lot of those same things about John Robinson a year ago. Now, John Robinson had some bigger gaffes because of what the, we know what the trade was at the draft, and now Traylon Burks is hurt again. We all know that stuff, right? But, you know, John Robinson did a lot of things that helped this organization, had a lot more wins and losses. But like I said earlier in the show, everything has an expiration date. And so while right now, Mike Vrabel's in no jeopardy of losing his job because Amy Adams Strunk made it very clear that the Titans' struggles from last season were John Robinson issues, not Vrabel issues, and doubled down on Mike Vrabel as the head coach and leader of this organization. Rand Carthon was brought in to help Mike Vrabel and collaborate with what Mike Vrabel wants his football team to be. Now, at some point, yes, it is the head coach's fault. It, if Jeffrey Simmons in year five and a half is still doing dumb stuff to hurt the football team and retaliating, then Mike Vrabel's not getting through to one of his players in that moment. If NPF is lining up incorrectly on an easily unavoidable, uh, avoidable thing, then yeah, that's on the coaching staff. And so it, it all does go up and uh, trickle up to the head coach. And so I don't think we're there yet though.
0: And I'll say this before you can read some more super chats. John Robinson had a singular fireable offense that really sealed his fate. That was trading A.J. Brown. And once he did that, and it started to not work after that, and we all knew what A.J. Brown was, I was preaching it from the rafters. A lot of people were disappointed. Mike Vrabel has not had a singular fireable offense. And when you have, for coaches at least, you also have to think about this. And I know it's not about everybody else. But if the Titans fired Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel will get a job the next hour, the next second that he was fired, right? He is yeah. a he would be a wanted man. The Titans are not going to let go a wanted man. It hasn't gotten to that point. And in my opinion, it won't get to that point unless there's a single fireable offense. Urban Meyer had some single fireable offenses, right? Like and multiple, multiple singular fireable offenses. <laughs> right. And so, uh, yeah. you know, Mike Vrabel has, has earned too much that I know fans are reactionary, but yeah, let's, let's take a step back a little bit.
1: So kick it to the king comes back again, says Vrabel handpicking this roster collaboration. He handpicked Tim Kelly with the OC instead of outside hire Kelly hires. J. Rob's at AJ trade moment. I don't, I don't think Tim Kelly is anywhere near the top five problems with this team. Uh, so I, I do think we have, like,
0: Guys, I know this. I'll tell you the answer. The, the development of Will Levis will be the fate of Mike Vrabel. Whether he'll be able to do that with the coaches that he hires, or what the Titans will do is, if it g- gets to the point and Mike Vrabel is fired, they'll go hire an offensive-minded coach. Yeah, uh,
1: which, that's
0: that's what's that, that's how it's going to work. And that I, and that I, I don't know coach- what the first part is going to be, but. Will Levis's growth, because they used the, the pick on him and traded for it, will decide this. I don't know when that will start, that development will start either, but I, that's that is my strong opinion on that.
1: Yeah, I don't even know if Will Levis would be the guy that that future hypothetical offensive minded coach would be the guy that he's taking either. So there's a there's a lot of things that go into line with this. Andre Super Chat says the OC and DC have some struggles here in Houston. Kelly and Downing needed each other. Bowen needed Schwartz. Can get can we get coaches who don't need help? So can you get coordinators who don't need some type of assistant passing game coordinator, senior assistant type thing? I mean, I I just think it's good to have more smart people on your staff. So I I would disagree uh, with Andre uh, there Uh, more super chats coming in here. I'll go back to the top. Andre again says I'll keep saying it bad coaching of a bad roster. J Rob left the Titans without the players and Vrabel won't bring in competent coaches should have rebuilt. Uh, Darren says, here's a situation they need to get work on. Get five yards. Yeah, that would be ideal. Um, Noah saying, hey, here's a positive. Nick Folk has been his number one pickup in fantasy. And then Connor uh, says, when you lose 11 of 13, coaching deserves the biggest piece of the blame blame pie, as Zach likes to say. Vrabel's seat better be warming up just a bit. So a lot of these super chats having to deal with Vrabel and the coaches.
0: So, go ahead. Well, guys, can't you... You can feel it. You can feel it in the chat. You can feel it in the air. And it's probably happened a little bit earlier than we all thought. And that's because of circumstance. But there was going to be a a shift from Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry to whoever is going to take over. And you talk about one positive in Nick Folk, which that was the best damn trade that they've made in some time because Mm -hmm. it's giving them the 17.2 points (laughs) that they actually have every single game. But Tajay Spears has shown a positive and multiple positive to be a threat for that explosive play that they got down and then disaster struck because Malik Willis was under center. But like they got down to the red zone. At least Tajay Spears did his job. And then what do you know? It's so late in the game. And I I really – I wanted to take a picture of it, and I'm kind of pissed that I didn't because it goes back to my situation that I I preach – is a minute left, down by multiple scores. Derrick Henry, they showed number 22. He had his arms crossed, and he was looking like a tank because he is a tank. But you know where he was standing? He was standing on the white line. He was standing on the sidelines. And if your best player and your biggest threat is on the sidelines in the most crucial parts of the game with a backup quarterback, you're never going to come back and win. And that's been shown time and time again. So this shift is starting to happen. I didn't know it was going to be the bye week of this season. But, Austin, I got to give credit to some national analysts out there because they predicted a disastrous season from the Tennessee Titans. They picked and predicted the Titans would be a top-five type team in the draft in 2024. So far, the Titans are unfortunately living up to that billing.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I Look, I had the Titans predicted at 2-4 and four at the bye week, and I had them winning the division still. So, I, again, like, on paper the season's not over but when you throw in that Ryan Tannehill's ankles all jacked up and you don't know that future that kind of thing makes things different Ian our guy in Scotland who was at the game in London says that Derrick Henry was sitting next to him uh, during that uh, last drive Uh, and then uh,
0: had sideline passes he's absolutely correct
1: (laughs) yeah and then I I did see a comment that's saying that the Titans should have run the King Cat there on the goal line instead of letting Malik Willis run around for his life Uh, but the reason why they didn't do that is they didn't have any more timeouts and you can't substitute and waste a bunch of time by having Henry in and then out and then in and then out. So that was, you know, that's the situation with Derrick Henry. So um, there's a look, there's a lot of things to pick apart here. And, you know, I I just, I feel like, I feel like their controversy is being forced earlier than they wanted it to. Um, and we'll have to deal with that over the next couple of weeks here with the Ryan Tano injury.
0: Play the Mike Vrabel video one more time because really watch his body language and tone of a head coach that has lost as many games. This is the one, I mean, there are many pros and cons to all coaches, but I do think that this is a pro for Mike Vrabel. If you're a fan of, of this team and the Tennessee Titans and you're watching your head coach Speak about your team. I think he's being very honest. And you even said it earlier on the show, Austin. He's no longer saying we got to coach harder, play better, be stronger, be physical, do our job. It's none of that. There's a different tone after this loss.
1: Frustrated with the repetition? Uh, Frustrated with losing.
2: Frustrated with losing. Um,
1: Something's
0: unable to be corrected?
1: Probably. you have?
2: Maybe. We'll see. But not going to stop trying. Not going to stop. Um. Trying to prepare them and, and teach them and fundamentals and execution. Uh, there'll be some good plays in there. And, you know, there'll be certainly the ones in there that we have to eliminate uh, that, that that are getting us beat.
1: Yep. Yep. Got, it. you know, plays that are getting you beat, self inflicted wounds, which leads me to this there's a Titans player that did something on the field that was awful. Uh, but did something off the field that his teammate wouldn't do the week before. So we'll get into that. Uh, but first, let me tell you guys about Aura, our great sponsor that can keep you safe and protect your information online. I've been with Aura now since April. That's a, It's like six months of me using the Aura app. They protect my information. They eliminate data brokers uh, that are sharing my and selling my information Uh, to uh, spammers and telemarketers and robocallers. I don't get any of that stuff anymore. Uh, So that's uh, not annoying me through my day-to-day life. Like it might be you. So if you are getting a ridiculous amount of robocalls, spam calls, junk emails that you never signed up for, go use the Aura app and get a two-week free trial with our sponsor Aura by using our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. That's Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for a two-week free trial. 30 data brokers got rid of my information in five or six days thanks to Aura. And so that's plenty of time for you to do the same thing We've got two week free trial. I also have parental controls for home Wi Fi for the kids on the devices, uh, credit identity theft monitoring, as well as password management and protecting. So many things with Aura. Two week free trial, aura.com slash ATOZ.
0: A to Z Sports. We're also py- powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. They are our title sponsor. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. New users, and this is great. New users up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet misses and you're a new user and you use that promo or that bonus code ATOZ Sports. Download the Bet MGM app today. All right. So
1: we're about to play this Kyle Phillips video. Kyle Phillips uh muffed the punt that gifted the Ravens three points right before halftime, and everybody has the right to be pissed at mm-hmm. Kyle Phillips. Uh, but Kyle Phillips did something post game that I want to play. Uh, so let's hear from the Titans second year receiver, Kyle Phillips. Need to be better. Huh? Let the team down, drop the ball, and then it's really all it is. Just didn't make the play on the ball. Let the teammates down and
3: gave up three points after the defense did a great job of holding them. So that's kind of one I got to take on the chin, deal with it, and uh, be better going forward. And, make the play for the team when they need it.
1: Should a play be made on that ball in that situation? Should it be let go? Uh,
3: In that situation, I mean, I really didn't need to catch it. It was, what, one second left? So I'm the reason we gave it those three points at the end. So um, that's on me. Like I said, got to take it on the
1: chin, live with that, go forward, and uh, it should be better. What's the instruction from Craig coming on the field? I mean, he trusts me to catch it. He trusts me to make the decision, and um, I let him down. I mean, I really could have... Peter got out of the way like I said there's one second it wouldn't
0: have really mattered um went up to make a routine catch didn't make it and
3: you know like I said let him down
1: so first off really good line of questioning by Paul Kaharski there asking the correct follow-ups in that sequence and also uh yeah he should not have caught that football also Craig ackerman tell him that the coach the special teams coach Craig ackerman says, no, don't. I trust you to make the right decision, young chap. No, tell him, do not touch this football. Peter, 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 get the hell out of the way. Let it bounce around and let it wind out the clock or let the Ravens down it wherever or bounce in the end zone to go to half down 15 to three. But nope, he didn't do that. Craig Alckerman, I mean, Kyle Phillips said that Craig Alckerman did not direct him to do one thing or the other.
0: Well, and he also didn't throw his coach under the bus. He, he did was not. just honest and. Admirable. Now, it doesn't take away the play, but admirable that Kyle Phillips stood up, understood he was disappointed. We know he was disappointed, right? When they panned him in the sidelines, then DeAndre Hopkins got up. It's like, oh well, bro, I'm I'm going to another place. But he was he was mad. We, I think everybody was mad that watching that game. It was like, what are you doing, right? But I agree. Great questioning questions. And I thought solid answers to be honest and truthful to say that was my fault. Take it on the chin and you can't do anything about it. I've got bigger opinions on oh, the whole yeah, situation. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're about to get to that. For we're, we're that, coming. I thought yeah. he handled it the correct way.
1: Top tier says, Aukerman said last week that he trusts guys to make the decision. Yeah, I sure, yes. But in moments like that, as a leader, as a manager slash coach, you tell the person underneath you that you're in charge of what to do and what not to do and that was Craig Aukerman failing Kyle Phillips, and then Cal- Kyle Phillips failed to do his job, which failed the football team.
0: I'll I'll give you an example. Everybody has been in this situation. When you're disclosing some information to somebody, whether it's a secret, some drama that you've heard about your friends, and you say, and you preface this, I'm just saying this to hear myself say it, right? I'm just saying this to hear myself say, it. "Don't tell anybody, don't do anything." Craig Arkerman needs to say, "I am just telling you, Kyle Phillips, just to hear myself tell you, don't touch the ball. Let the ball go. Right? That's coaching, right? To and, and the reiteration of certain things. Coach, I understand, I know, but in management." God knows if you, if you, if you polled our employees at A to Z sports, how many times have I told people that already know what to do, but I have got to hear myself say it to make sure that if the mistake happens, it's their fault for not listening. And it's not my fault for not telling. And that's the responsibility of a coach that didn't happen. I don't think Kyle Phillips threw his coach under the bus, but we did find out that his coach did not coach him the way that he needed to be coached.
1: It's communication, right? <laughs> you, you you don't communicate and you don't be on the same page and something goes wrong and you're and then Kyle Phillips is saying, I have to take it on the chin, I hurt the team, I gave them three points, which is the exact opposite of what Christian Fulton said last week after he got smoked by the Indianapolis Colts. I feel like that was very technically sound today besides the one play where 11 caught it. On the out, that was on me, I guess. But for the most part, I think today was technically sound. It's hard to play against the refs and the receivers. So you've got Kyle Phillips saying the right things after making an egregious mistake. It doesn't make the mistake any better. But then you've got Christian Fulton making every excuse he possibly can, throwing the refs in there and blaming the refs like he's a you know a a, a person watching the game, uh, armchair quarterback. And I, I think going back to Jeffrey Simmons' comment, is we have to reevaluate ourselves. I think, you know, Christian Fulton also got sat on the bench in that game too. We'll talk about that throughout the week, but Kyle Phillips did what what Christian Fulton should have done the week before. And that is a problem because if guys are not taking accountability in the locker room, nothing's going to change because Christian Fulton doesn't think anything's wrong. Kyle Phillips at least said, yeah, that's on me. That's on me. Not on the coach. That's on me. So it doesn't fix a mistake. It doesn't save three points that were crucial, but it at least makes you feel better about Kyle Phillips trying to fix it.
0: Well, what should the Titans do with Kyle Phillips? Because I, I, I do think you're at a crossroads with yep. this player and what he should and should not be doing. Kyle Phillips has not turned out to be the player that I think Titans fans thought he could be when he was drafted. By John Robinson out of UCLA to add some depth and some, honestly, some security and reliability to the team. And he has been the exact utter opposite. What should the Titans do with Kyle Phillips? And you can say whatever you want. You could say, cut him. You could say, keep him. You could say, put him here. You could say, put him there. I, that it's an open ended question. But I do think Austin were at this point because of the lack of play due to injury, and then when he has been in the game, the actual play that has happened from Kyle Phillips. We don't need sad face emojis after the game. You need Mm -hmm. guys that can be reliable.
1: For sure. Uh, And he was not reliable at all. So, you know, the, the chat coming in, I'll just go ahead and give the stats. Kyle Phillips actually returned two more punts after that fumble, which was shocking to me that the Titans let him go back there and try to catch another one. Now, he didn't fumble it, so positive uh, bounce back there. But he had three returns for 11 yards in the fumble. He had one catch for six yards on two targets. That was Kyle Phillips' day. Not a lot of yards to go around by the the pass catchers in general. But, uh, Zach, I'll send you the chat. What should the Titans do with Kyle Phillips?
0: I think I'll start with Jason because I agree with that. Uh, For the Titans, at least, Kyle Phillips should not catch punts. Uh, That job needs to be done. Um, And Jason brings up like PTSD analogy of he has muffed now three punts.
1: Three in his first six games. Yeah,
0: two in Buffalo and then one yesterday. He doesn't need to catch them, okay? You need to find somebody who can do the job. And Kyle one, against,
1: one against the Giants, one in Buffalo, and then one yesterday. Oh, I understand? thought it was
0: two yeah. against now he
1: No, uh, he had the 50-yard or 40-yard return the first time he touched it against the Giants, and he muffed it later that game. And then he muffed it in week
0: two. So, sorry. Kyle Phillips needs to be a slot receiver, but Austin, Kyle Phillips, if he doesn't put together some good games, he's on the verge of, of no longer being on the football team, for the Titans anyway, that they found out enough about their – their draft selection. You know, he's a six round pick and Andre brings up. Why was the six round pick? So hyped by the Titans, local media. Fifth fifth round. pick. He was hyped because a lot of people thought he could be good and was exactly what the Titans needed, but the Titans have been searching for a slot receiver for God knows how long. Right. And they've never been able to really truly find it. Now, AJ Brown could play the slot, but that wasn't his true position. Uh, Kyle Phillips should not return punts. He should be a guy that runs drag routes solely.
1: Why was Kyle Phillips hyped? One, John Robinson did a good job of hyping up that draft class as a whole after the class was made. There was some damage control there because it was right after the trade of AJ. Uh, But Kyle Phillips' college tape was really damn good. The reason why he was a fifth-round pick is because he's – Five foot ten, 180 pounds when he's bulked up. Uh, but he's really, he was really good in college. He was one of the uh, leaders in touchdown receptions during the 2021 college football season. And he and Traylon Burks are one of the few that came in that draft class that were double digit touchdown guys that last year of college. And then he had a great training camp as a rookie. And he and Ryan Tannehill got on the same page fast. And it translated into week one then he got hurt, and then same thing, right? Great training camp again, then he got hurt, and here we are muffing punts again after he gets hurt. So that's the unfortunate situation, um, is that Kyle Phillips looked promising for a role. He looked like a better version of Adam Humphreys when he was with the Titans uh, a couple years before that. So the problem is the Tennessee Titans don't have that much of a need for a slot receiver like Kyle Phillips because of the way their offense is set up with Derrick Henry. Now, with Tajay Spears in there, it's a little bit different. Uh, But I agree. I think there's no... I said this yesterday in the halftime show. The next time Kyle Phillips messes up on a punt return, that's not on Kyle Phillips anymore. That's on Mike Vrabel. It's not even on Craig Ackerman. That's on Mike Vrabel. Like, we have reached the Adoree Jackson level of never letting that person return (laughs) a punt again. Oh,
0: that, that night in Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Same thing, right? Cost you a chance at the game. Cost you, I mean, it's it's really a big deal. Like, those three points, how different would the game have been if they did not get those three points right before half? Titans still score thir- 10 points in the third quarter. Instead of 18 to 13, it's 15 to 13. And all you need is a field goal to take the lead on the drive that Tannehill threw the pick on after the ankle injury, right? Oh. Like, the ankle injury, that's still the a big deal in the outcome of the game. But the 16 or 15 to 13 instead of 18 to 13 is huge.
0: Well, yeah, because if you're only down by a field goal, you're asking Malik Willis to do less. Yep. And that's that's what you have to do with Malik Willis. You have to ask him to do less because I think he's proven. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but he, he proved what he proved. Uh, let's get to some super chats. And yep. says, on a side note, Did we watch Ryan Tannehill's last snap as a Titan? That's something that we'll address tomorrow. Amnesia, it will be quarterback central. I think we we wanted to unpack yesterday's game and talk about the actual game and the loss to get to the Titans at 2-4. and And then hear what Vrabel has to say today. Did they run an MRI? What's the update on the MRI on the ankle? Is it grade three grade two grade one is it a high echo spray is it a low echo spray did anything happen with the surgery from last year i mean we have no idea so we want to get some of those pieces before we start to talk about um uh, some valid questions but sure. the future of what's going to happen because it is it is in a little flux right there Uh, good question what would you change as a gm uh from nathaniel um Man, is that just a generalized You want you want to think about that for a second? What
1: What would, would you mean? change if you were the Titans GM right now? Let's 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 think on that. But let me tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. They are your region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get injured in life, you have to know who you can help who can help you out to get back to health. And maybe we'll set up a doc talk this week with the Bone and Joint Institute. If we learn more about that Ryan Tannehill ankle and the tightrope surgery, I I can go ahead and start working on that for maybe Wednesday. But the Bone and Joint Institute, they have the experts and the knowledge to take care of any type of injury for you in life, maybe your son or daughter playing youth sports. Uh, So find them in Franklin online, boneandjointtn.org.
0: It is eSports are also powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the bonus code A-T-O-Z sports. Uh, let's get back to uh, the Super Chats. And the question is, what would you change as a GM? Um, I think Andre Dillard is the number one thing that you would change because you're trying to change it now in the season. So I think that's got to be your answer as far as acquisition and movement and money and position. That would be my answer. That's more of a coaching
1: change, though, at this point. Like, that's the hard thing about Rand Carthon. Oh, you're up. saying,
0: what would you change as a GM right now? Or I thought you were talking about hindsight. That's why. Oh, I like no.
1: Oh, I think it's like right now. And, you know, NPF came in, I believe, after halftime and took over for Dillard. I can't remember if it was before half or, or after half at left tackle. And I think it was better.
0: Well, Nathaniel, and maybe this is what you're getting at is you're on the cusp, the trade deadlines earlier, you're on the cusp of being a seller and a hard seller. And that sell could include some big names, some big, big names.
1: Yeah. So that's the, that's the thing is what would you change if you're a GM? Well, you've got to take a, you got to open up your blueprints during this bye week and figure out what this long-term vision really is and how you need to be able to get there.
0: And that will be a good testament to what Rand Carthon actually thinks and how he approaches this whole thing, right? Is yeah. that the, the trade deadline has become bigger in the structure of a uh, building a Super Bowl winner or trading away and, and kind of settling for a rebuild. And the Titans, are, all of those decisions are fast on the horizon.
1: Yep, uh, Kane, I don't know what this means. How do coach common sense? How
0: sure. do I think he said, how do you coach common sense? I think he was talking about the Kyle Phillips.
1: Thing. Yeah, you communicate more thoroughly. Yeah, Right? I would say that. Uh, Nathaniel says, uh, Kyle Phillips has one reception as a slot receiver on a team that is bad on third down. He's not that guy. Humphreys was way better. And where is he now? I don't know where uh, Adam Humphreys is now. Is he still playing this year? I know he was in Washington for a few years. Uh, but he had concussion problems continue to creep up but yeah you know Kyle Phillips has one reception in his second game back um you know I, I just think agent. he's a free agent yeah I think for for him Kyle Phillips should be used on like third and short to like third and five and after that Kyle Phillips is no longer a weapon um Titans at truth I think has a good comment I favored this earlier Kiaris Jackson will have a job when he returns Kyle- is done talking about a punt return opportunity i think that's a good comment because kiaris jackson i believe is done with his four game ir window so if kiaris jackson is healthy enough then he could come back and get that punt return job that he was pretty steady at uh throughout the preseason and in and early in the season before he hurt his ankle going into week three
0: quick trivia how much did Adam Humphreys earn in his seven-year career?
1: Okay. So he signed uh, how much money to collect? Because I know he didn't get all of his money from the Titans that he signed.
0: No, collect. So, yeah, okay. I, uh, collection. I mean, right. yeah. So
1: undrafted free agent um, to Tampa out of Clemson. Let's call that. That was like a four-year window. Probably had one year as a restricted free agent. I'm going to say he got roughly $6 million in four years from Tampa. And then he came here on a three-year deal. I think that was like nine mil a year. So let's say 27, but he didn't collect all of it. So let's say he got 20 from the Titans. So I'm at 26, maybe five more total. I'm going to say right around
0: 30. 25. Okay. Okay. You were close. You you missed, and here's $2 million. He was in Tampa for six years, and wow. you said uh, he made $6 million and He only made $4 million.
1: Wow, he made less than that. That's I mean, great. he was making,
0: I mean. It Pennies. Was, uh, yeah, I mean, right. No, yeah, I was
1: thinking unrestricted charged. free agent or undrafted free agent with a restricted free agent tender, you know, to hang on. That might have bulked it up a little bit. That yeah. was
0: a whiff by the Titans.
1: Uh, no, not really. I mean, he just got concussed like three times. It was working when he was healthy. He and his injuries were not like soft tissue type deals. It was taking shots to the head <laughs> over the middle of the field.
0: Yeah, but he wasn't worth 20 million dollars in two years. That's what he made, Austin. That was a oh, bad sign. I agree. It's a I bad agree, signing.
1: When he got hurt the first year, he was leading them in reception yards and catches. When he got hurt. So it was the, the plan was in place
0: he just it, it got was, knocked. it was i i Eric, it was a whiff
1: <laughs> okay i mean the, you, the result- 20 million dollars in two years austin come on well they're they're paying andre dillard 13 million dollars yeah, It's stuck it, right now yeah
0: it's 2023 compared to 2019 but that's the difference
1: at least they got money back from uh uh Adam Humphrey's going on injured reserve <laughs> and not having to pay him. They're just going to pay Andre Dillard a bunch of money to, to sit behind NPF. Uh, all right. So you ready for this age game? I am. All right. The age game. The real question is,
0: are you guys
1: ready? I am. I am. I feel like I'm, you know, I missed on the co- on the Adam Humphrey's uh, career earnings. So maybe I'd be closer on this. All right. Age game coming up. But first, Wilson County Hyundai, they should be a part of your new car buying process. Go see our friend Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon to save money on the next new ride. Don't don't pay those downtown prices. Go check them out. Wilson County Hyundai in Lebanon online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Zach, my comments are hidden, so I cannot see anybody as we try to play the age game here this morning. Let's get this thing rolling.
0: Okay, so the question is, how old is blank, right? And the Titans this past week, they... Oh, arrived on Thursday. They didn't arrive any time before that, but they arrived on Thursday for a early game in the States, but in the UK, I knew a couple of people that went across the pond. that had a good experience that there's a lot of Titans fandom there, but since they were in the United Kingdom, the question is, I want to take advantage of this because I don't know when the next time this is going to be. How old is the king of England, mm. King Charles III. Now, I've put that out there. There's no Googling. You have to guess. The first person that gets is it correct will be the champion of this age game on a Monday. But how old is King Charles III, who just recently came into his power? They don't really have power, but came into power as king. Man, he does have a birthday on the horizon, (laughs) but he has not turned. Maybe that was—I shouldn't have said that. That gave you a little too much. No, it
1: did not. It did not at all. (laughs) This is going to be the one I miss the most, I think, on these age games. Yeah, I know nothing about the uh, royal family of uh, England. There's so, a hole in my game. I'm gonna say just a shot in the dark 91. <laughs> I'm guessing I'm way off. No, no. How old no, was the queen when she I thought the queen was uh Well who's King Philip or Prince Philip? Maybe I'm missing. Maybe I'm not. I I don't think I know if I'm talking about the right person.
0: Yeah. Uh, Queen Elizabeth, when she passed, which was in 2022, was 96. That is her son. So he can't be 92. I mean, you've already submitted it. Who is 92? Is is wrong.
1: (laughs) Who is Philip? Huh? Was Philip her husband? You have William and Harry, those are grandkids. Philip was her husband, right? Yes. That's, that's okay. Damn it. That's who I was trying to guess. <laughs>
0: yeah. And he wasn't a king, right? No, it
1: was Prince Philip, right? Yeah. Married to the queen. So. Married to um,
0: so That is I'm, incorrect. Do I get it? Do I get another guess? No, you don't get it. That's not how this age game works. You, you, damn it. you folded away. You're 92. All right. I'll, uh, he's I'll look not at the 92. Now. So King Charles III Third. Damn it. let's go to the chat let's see if the chat can get it though uh curtis says 73 that's incorrect 82 is wrong ashley says 78 and i'm starting from the top down so it's first yep. you know, first to market right here 69 is nice but it's not correct from american top 80 is incorrect dead question mark is also incorrect he is <laughs> alive orlando says 91 so he was with it balden baird goes 102 Uh, I think people are also making my same
1: mistake. Our girl Liz goes
0: 88, a little old. John says 78, wrong. 73, wrong. Proud Gorilla is wrong at 99. We do have a winner. Okay. And it is, check out the brains on Brad. 74. 74. That is how old King Charles III is. His birthday is November 14th, 1948. So about to be 75 here next month, about a month away. But Brad, you are the champion of the age game. And it took, I don't know, it took a handful of people to guess. But Brad, you are correct. At age 74, long live the king, who is 74 years old. Dang it. Dang it, dang it, dang
1: it. All right. Hey, well, look, he does, solid. I will
0: give Matt. He does look a lot older than 74.
1: Yeah. If I would have known that the king was the previous, <clears throat> the queen's son, then I probably would have been better in the ballpark.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have gone 92. I wouldn't have gone
1: 91 <laughs> because I thought that Did you go was 91. I said 91. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh-huh. All right. Hey, uh great show on this Monday Titans at twos coming up, but it's not going to be at two o'clock. <laughs> That's because uh, the Titans Mike Vrabel press conference because of the London travel is now at three o'clock today, usually at noon. So keep your eyes out for Sam's Titans at two show this afternoon, some moving pieces with that nine hour flight back home after the loss. So Titans at two coming up later on uh, today with Sam and Buck rising. We live. Uh, on his way traveling, I think Buck's going to be live from the Boston airport again. But make sure you like the show on your way out. Hit that thumbs up button. We need more likes on the show on Facebook, on YouTube. Everybody hit that thumbs up button. We greatly appreciate that. A lot more to talk about with this team and this loss moving forward. Quarterback conversation tomorrow morning. We'll see you then. Appreciate it as always.
0: Adios.